the biggest thing is social media is just a sliver of your overall marketing objectives. And I think a lot of coaches, consultants, solopreneurs put all of their eggs in the social media basket. And that is the absolute wrong approach. And that's coming from a social media person. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, I've also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm so excited for my new friend, Carlin, to be here to talk about how to put the fun and the intention back into social media. So many of us struggle with social media, so I'm extremely excited for this episode. Carlin, will you tell everyone a little about you? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here uh, and debunk maybe some of the myths that people have been hearing about social media. Um, But I own Osnap Social. It is a social media agency based in the Northern Virginia area, but we have clients all over the country. That's the benefit of having digital uh, landscape these days. Uh, We really help people transform their business and put the fun back into social media by having them understanding where they're starting with the pulse check audit, developing a strategy that ties into their goals, right? That's the intentionality part. And then finally, work with them to implement it in a way that feels comfortable and can be consistent with what they have all going on on their plate right now. So uh, that's a little bit about what we do over here. And we love it. So you don't have to love it, I guess, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's the nice thing about outsourcing to somebody. If it becomes, if you're not consistent, we're not building our list. And then we don't exactly. And then we feel depressed. So let's talk about, let's talk about even intention in social media. Um, How do you help your clients bring that intention into social media? I do a lot of educating first and foremost around what are their goals for social media. I open all of my client calls or prospect calls, I should say, because it's not even, they're not even clients yet. I'm just like, what does success look like for you on social media? To which I'm often met with crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like you, isn't that why you're here? Like you tell me what success looks like, but it's different for every single business. And that's why it's not fair. And I think we all fall into this trap 
of comparing ourselves to someone else on social media that's maybe kicking butt and taking names, but their goal might not be the same as yours. And there's this analogy that I've been sharing to anyone that will listen um, that I actually heard from someone from a stage at a um, mom business summit. And she said her, her daughter was in the pool swimming her laps, right? And she's winning the race. She's kicking butt in this freestyle race until she comes up for air and she looks around to the other kids in the pool who are swimming the same race. So she ended up losing sight of her goal and her vision of tapping that wall because she was worried about everybody else. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, let me tell you. And this was just recently. And that made me kind of wake up and realize why am I building this business? Why am I on social media? Why am I doing all the things that I'm doing? Because I think I got lost right in the hustle culture. Of yeah, it all. I think we all get, I think we all get lost. And that's, I love that you brought that up because it's so easy when you're building a business to get lost in the hustle because mm-hmm. you do have to hustle to get that yes. business going. And then it's like, you don't know how to stop hustling. Yeah. And then you get burnt out, which I got burnt out. And then I was like fizzling out and I had a daughter and there was just a lot of things that happened. And so it forced me to come back to this place of intentionality back to my why. And so I think it kind of goes twofold when we think of intention is yes. What is my goal from a business perspective and how does social media play a role in that overarching goal? And then the other side is like, what is our reason for starting this business? Do we want to impact a hundred people's lives by telling them to, to be healthier? Or uh, do we want to help, you know, a thousand business owners make social media fun? Like what is the why behind what you're doing? And I think a lot of us, because we are so adamant about getting going and getting started, which by the way, is totally admirable. And we've all been there, but don't lose sight of the focus or let it get super fuzzy because then you're right. You get just like wrapped up in the hustle of it all. And then your why starts to kind of dwindle and you maybe are chasing the dollar or chasing, you know, what this person's doing over here, because you think that's what you want. Um, or what other business owners are telling you what you want when you're like, that's not really what I want, but if everyone wants that, maybe I do too. Um, I'm speaking from experience on that because that was (laughs) very much me, uh, up until recently. So Yep. <laughs> so talk to me about some of it, because I think what makes social media not fun at times is there's so many moving parts. You have that intention, yeah. you have the strategy, you have, you know, all these different trends. Let's talk about what is trending in social media right now. I think for social media right now, and this could all change upon when this airs, like, let me just say that, like, this is what's happening right now here today. Um, and for right now, it's a lot of that short form video content, I think is, is where it's at. And I think also there's a level specifically on Instagram. I'm talking about this, this layer. There's a lot of misinformation, um, out there from content creators who are not necessarily business owners. So I think a lot of us, we have a hard time deciphering maybe between the two, And you can absolutely build a business and build a following and build your email list, right? That's part of social media is driving traffic to your, to your website in order to get someone to, you know, give up their email address in exchange for something awesome and cool. 
but at the same time, there's gurus. I'm going to say that gurus out there saying like, you got to post every day. And like, do you want to join my 30 reels in 30 days? To which case you're like, yeah, until you get to day three and you're like, ain't no freaking way. Like, yeah, I, I mean, reels in me, I, I, I love that you brought up that comparison because I'll sit there and I'll do a reel and I'll be like, how do people do these so beautifully? And I think some people are just talented in that area. And yeah. It just takes practice too. Like if I'm being totally honest, like I, I know when I'm in the groove and I'm doing a lot of reels for clients, it is, it takes me eight minutes to create a reel. If I've been creating one in a hot minute, it takes me more like 20. Right. right? And that's after I have all this stuff. (laughs) Right. And so, and that it is even kind of short. So the mechanics are changing constantly. We have to be storytellers. And, you know, I think there is a skill set that not a lot of business owners have and that they feel totally overwhelmed by, and in which I just say, have fun with it, try it, test it, tweak it. And, and I tell everyone in, in the social media space, because it's an evolution, it's always changing. And one thing that's trending right now might not be trending later, or that hashtag strategy that worked two years ago, which still people are utilizing today, may not be working. Right. But you have to test and tweak. ABC, always be curious. That's why I always say, like, in sales, they're like, always be closing. I'm like, always be curious because you have to be um, from a social media perspective or subscribe to newsletters or things like that that t- kind of give you the download so you don't have to sit there and hobble around yourself. And I think that's also something that's tough. <laughs> who do I go to? Who do I follow? What do I do um, to have actionable and easy? tangible tips to create content. What are the ways that you help somebody bring intention into their actual social media posts? Oh, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, and I used to actually have a whole blog about this, but I used to have a love hate relationship with the word authenticity, mainly because it was overused and totally saturated. Like marketers give something to a marketer and they will totally ruin it um, very quickly. So I try to get the client to lean on their expertise more than they think they know. And the reason why I do that is because they, as business owners, we are so close to our brand and our deliverables that we overthink everything. Yes. And I mean, everything. I mean, even just before we hopped on this, I was fixing my hair. I'm like, (laughs) This is, it's not going to get any better. Like, I'm not going to sit out and pull a curling iron, and make it look better, right? Like, this is just what we're working with. And you have to be okay with that. You have to show up as your authentic self in whatever form that means. So an example that I have is one of, uh, one of my clients is in uh, the health space. And she was, when Reels first came out, she's like, let's do it. It's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm not going to dance because I don't have any rhythm, but like, I can get some of these lip sync things down. And she did it. And we had a lot of fun, which is great. But it wasn't reaching her goals because yes, we want to have fun, but we also want to make sure that we're tracking to reach a specific metric. And the biggest thing is her audience felt like that was not authentic to her. And in some capacity, it wasn't because she was forcing herself to be on top of these trending audios. As soon as we started doing, I'm going to call them talking head videos where she shared her expertise, you could see her literally light up in the videos and more people were attracted to that. And so that that just goes back to knowing who you are, knowing your audience and just pairing the two together. Don't try to fit a round peg in a square hole or whatever 
square peg in a round hole, whatever, (laughs) however that goes, right? Just be yourself. And I think that is often, even today, overlooked between filters and comparison syndrome and, oh, there's 801 million people that do exactly what I do. That might be true. Heck, I'm part of that group. Like there's tons of people that do social media, but I'm me and they're them. And I'm not going to be for everyone, just like they might not be for anyone either. So, you know, just you got to show up as yourself because people can tell. <laughs> people can tell. I love that. So what if somebody isn't great? Like, uh, for example, I'm great at long form. I do stories, so I'm great at more long form. Would you suggest that somebody goes into their long form content, pulls out short content instead of Heck just- yeah. Because I get to my phone and my brain just goes blank. (laughs) Yeah. I use, I stemming from a journalism background, I'm also uh, love long form content. I blog every single week uh, topics and fun things. And uh, it's something that I feel passionate about. But again, I go to those, that's what I call my anchor piece of content. So for you, if the long form, you know, uh, blogs or even the podcasts, things like that, you can easily turn that into social media content, just clip, slice and dice. And now, and I'm sure we could talk all about AI, but like AI makes that that slicing and dicing of video super easy. It, oh, wow. it makes, it, it really helps speed up your process. What are some of your favorite um, platforms to do that? So one is Descript. D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T is where the ones you can upload your video and it like slices and dices things. Oh, wow. Um, that one I really like for that. Um, I use ChatGPT, of course, uh, for, I don't write captions in there. I use it to repurpose content. So I've done a few things in there. I've taken a full blog post of my own, copy and paste it in there. I say, pull out five posts for Instagram on this or give me, four outlines of real ideas that I could put on Instagram. Are they perfect? Nope. Yeah. Do they get me my, the brain cells turning? Yeah, so I think that's like the way that I look at chat GTP, yeah. get your ideas, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not at the point comfortable to have something like written, especially no. on this industry. Yeah, no, no, no. And I would not because it's, it's funny because I tested one of my blog writers that I have on my team. I was like, Hey, I did two drafts for you. Like, could you just read this and revamp it? And she goes to one of them. She was like, did AI write this? Cause it says everything, but nothing at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, how'd you know? She's like, because it says everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> and so I just wanted to see, right. If her eye could catch that, it wasn't like a test for her, but it was kind of just like, here's my outline. Here's my thoughts kind of jumbled together based on the prompt that I gave AI and it kind of ran with it. And it wasn't good. <laughs> like, I mean, I I, there are times that I go in for ideas and it gives me an idea for like a newsletter. It gives me an yes. idea for a social post, but I, yes. would, I wouldn't submit that as a paper that yep. I would. Or I no, and I use it for that exactly that speed, like to speed things up, uh, efficiency and inspiration. Yeah, that's what I use it for, um, pretty regularly. And I actually, <laughs> I actually have used AI um, on how to have conversations, um, email conversations with clients or with a team member who like isn't performing the way I, I ideally want them to perform, because I'm pretty direct. 
And that can be taken way out of context. And so I'm like, okay, here's what I want to say. Can you write it in a way that is a friendly tone? Like you're not so direct. And I will tell you, it does a pretty bang up job with that. Sometimes it's like a little overexcited, but it does a pretty good job. And that's been a really great hack for me because I used to run all of that, um, all that language and such through my ops manager, because she's got a really good knack for that reality check standpoint, which I respect, but now I'm like, Hey, I can do it. And I don't need to wait for you to read my thing because I feel confident of this is what it should sound like. So So where, what are the platforms that you feel, I mean, and I know it's different for everyone, but what are the platforms that are like your go-to when you say to somebody, this is what we suggest you start with? Definitely not Twitter slash X right now, because that is, (laughs) that is a darn shame is what that is. Um, I really think there's something to be said about Instagram Um, I'm just starting down the train of YouTube, um, posting my own YouTube content. And the reason why I say that is YouTube, of course, is owned by Google. Google rules the internet in a lot of ways, and it helps you get visibility. Yeah. So for example, if you have a blog post, yeah, if you have a blog post, think about doing a video about that blog post and posting it up there with a really- Have a freebie. Think about doing a video for the freebie. If you have a- Yes. About doing- A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Because, and I had this light bulb moment again at this conference, by the way, you all should go to conferences that fit your (laughs) needs because I just had like a million light bulbs. Uh um, Yeah. You know, like it's so important um, to be around like-minded people, but all the people that were on stage, they were talking about how they met the person who set up this retreat or this conference. And every, I think nine out of 10 said YouTube. Yeah. Well, and I was when like, I people, when I asked people, where'd you find me? They were like, I was Googling and then I ended up on a YouTube video. Exactly. I always say to people, you don't, if you're not good at talking, buy a workshop, do the workshop on YouTube, get comfortable with talking so that you can get to a point where you're just doing a talking video. Super smart. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it doesn't need to be pretty. And I mean, I did like a whole studio session for my first first batch of videos because I really needed someone to help me walk through the process of doing my own videos. Because I, again, you do it for other people and it's ain't no thing because you got your phone and it's simple. And, yeah. but I was like, I need the, to wrap my head around what's too much, what's not enough. Like, and so I hired a video agency to help me. But I think going forward, I'm like, I got to practice what I preach. And I'm like, let me just put my phone up and just start talking to it, Um, you know, and get that over onto, onto YouTube because it really does amplify your messaging and really warms up your audience before you even ask them to buy anything, which I think is super powerful. Well, I know for, for video, I'm such a video person because I feel like even before a discovery call, I have yeah. people watch videos. I'm like watching. Super smart. Where we get on a call, get an understanding of whom, who I am. And then a person gets on the call and they're like, I feel like I know you. And that's when you know that you've made a good social connection. Yes. And I think that's the thing that's lost a lot in social media is the social part, right? <laughs> right? Like we're all trying to like, you know, 
game the algorithm and all these things. It's like, no, no, no. Like if you are reaching out and connecting with the people who you feel inspired by for those people who you think really need what you have, then you're doing social media right. And then having great content on top of it um, is kind of that little cherry on top of all the good connections you're making. And I think that's definitely something that's lost. I love that you are video focused because a lot of people aren't, but that also goes to prove that you are who you are when you show up, just like you are on video. Well, so that and my videos are messy. They really are. They, I love it. <laughs> they don't have production. I practice what I preach. I'm just like, you yeah. have to get out there and do it when you're uncomfortable. Like you're yeah. going to be uncomfortable doing it first. And I think that's the power of, I think that's the power of learning your resilience and learning that you can just be in that uncomfortable position, but mm -hmm. it's practice. And it's exactly what you said, just with the practice of creating reels. Yeah. I mean, and it's, if you're new to video in general and you feel comfortable with Instagram in terms of like mechanics and things, start with Instagram stories. They are gone in 24 hours. Yeah. Start there. <laughs> Do three to five per day. Start there. Because yeah. 500 million people every single day consume stories. So your audience who is engaged will see them. You can drive traffic to that area from other places on the internet. Um, but start there. Show your face on stories. Let me just yeah. say, turn it on selfie, talk to the camera, <laughs> tell them what you're doing that day. I mean, no one really cares if you're eating a ham sandwich. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here's behind the scenes. Here's me doing this thing. Like, for example, let's practice what I preach right now. I'm going to take a picture of me and you on this podcast. And then I'll post it on my stories, <laughs> right? And I'll tag you. We both put our two feet. And I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. So the, the, those types of moments, people want to see yeah. behind the curtain. Um, and social media, specifically Instagram is a great way to do that. And some people are trickling that over into Instagram threads, um, which is Meta's version of Twitter yeah. that just came out um, earlier in July, 2023. But I don't really see that taking off as fast, but maybe it's just because I'm not over there um, as much. But yeah, people... I'm not, I mean, I went over there and I was like, oh, wow, I love that there's a clickable that you can do that, but I don't see tons of people sharing those clickables. And yeah. So don't... I just don't see a lot of action over there. I mean, I don't know. I think what was interesting is now that Twitter has changed to X, I think people are going to, for the lack of a, sorry for the pun, fly on over to threads and right. they're going to start to utilize it like Twitter. I have a feeling just a sneaky suspicion. Yeah. I just, I think, I mean, I have strong opinions of how all that rebranding went down. It was like how to not rebrand 101. Um, <laughs> and every, I have a blog on the whole thing. Cause I was like, smoke was coming out my ears and I was like, what is happening? I'm like, their biggest asset was that cute little bird. And now it's like, <laughs> you know, he croaked and now there's an X. And so when you search the app now, a lot of like, you know, not safe for work apps come up. It's just, it's just crazy. It's a mess. It's a little bit of a mess. What That's do you okay. think about Facebook? Do you still think Facebook groups are powerful? I think Facebook groups are extremely powerful because I think a big trend for 2023 and going forward 
is going to be, is and will continue to be these kind of niched down pockets of the internet where people are wanting to go directly to these groups to engage in talking around things that they like right, or things that they're doing. Right. Uh, and I think that's why um, I don't play a ton over there. I have like a business mastermind that's over on Discord right now which in a lot of ways feels like Slack, but like is more open to the public, I guess. But it's very organized into these little pockets. Um, I think that's why Clubhouse was super great when we were all like just aching for some type of human interaction during the pandemic. Okay. It's these these groups I think are going to be extremely valuable and I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. When you have a client that is thinking about scaling their social media, mm -hmm. what do you often say to them? Do you think to be on three platforms? Do you think, what is your advice? Yeah. So I always start with kind of a, an audit of what they have going on. Uh, what's the cadence? Are they being consistent? And if they have all of those things cranked up, my next piece is where is your, who is your next level, I guess, of ideal audience, right? So like, is it Gen Z? Is it you know, someone that's more in the professional capacity, because if that's the case, maybe we're going to TikTok and LinkedIn, but the content that we're sharing there and the, and the lens in which we're sharing it is different. And so it always goes back to who's your audience, where are you existing, what's working well now, and where you want to go. So it always has to map back to your business goals and objectives, regardless. Me, I'm a big fan of be on two. Do two super duper well. And if you got that on lock, then you can start to expand. So for me, I have to kind of be everywhere because people expect me to be everywhere. But I play mostly on Instagram for behind the scenes stuff because that's just what I like and where I get to play and have fun and connect. And then LinkedIn is more of the professional side of me, though I do share a lot of kind of behind the scenes and how scrappy I do stuff. But <laughs> that's where I that's where I drive business, right? So that's where I'm connecting with professionals. That's where I'm making other people have connections. Um, and that's where I know where I'll close business versus the other one is more of like the DIY solopreneur audience who is looking for valuable information just to kind right. of take not necessarily. Yeah, I keep hearing LinkedIn. I keep hearing people rebirthing LinkedIn. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've been on there for a really long time. I think it's funny because recently their algorithm changed and a bunch of the I'm going to call them LinkedIn creators are like super mad about all of it. I'm like, just keep making good content. Like it'll come back around. Like, you know, so yeah. I, know. I love it. I think there's really cool ninja tactics that you can do to make sure that you're in front of the right people. Such as what? So one thing that I, I think people sleep on is if you are looking to connect with a specific type of person, you should, and this is, again, this is without sales navigator or any of the fancy pants tools you have up to, I think for free up to five or eight searches per month that you can use. I have for the premium just because I'm nosy and I want to know who's looking at my profile. Um, but I've also closed business because I saw someone looking at my profile. Then I went and engaged with their stuff. And then they messaged me. They're like, I was just thinking about you. And I was like, no, <laughs> right. It was strategic. Um, so that's one thing. If you pay for premium and you know who's looking at your profile, you can go over to their profile and start to like their stuff, comment. Don't go into their inbox and be like, hey, just saw you looked at my profile because that's like a little big brothery and creepy. Uh. <laughs> but the other thing is utilize the search function. If you're like, hey, I want to find, let's just say like corporate wellness organizer or whatever they're called. Uh, 
and usually, or like HR, right? Yeah. And if you're looking for those types of people, cause they tee up uh, a wellness workshop every month and you want to be the speaker in it for that corporation, you can search that title and find those people and you can whittle it down to your location and area and find those people and start to see which ones are active, see which ones are active by looking at their profile and seeing their activity. And if there's things there, that's a great indication that they are also active on LinkedIn. So you can go to their content, start to like their stuff, start to comment on things. And then maybe something like really hits you and like, Ooh, this is a good post. Like I'm going to actually inbox them and right. say how much it impacted me and, and offer a free, whatever, um, for their leadership team or their C-suite team. And that could be a great in, and it started out really authentically. I love that. Strategic behind the scenes about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah. What would you say for that coach who just, they feel like social media, they hate social media. <laughs> would you say just outsource? I mean. I think one, I always tell people you can hate it, but at the same time, you're missing out if you don't do it. Right. Right. I think you, I think there is a level of outsource, but I will say, and I tell this to all my clients is there is still a level of partnership that is required to make you successful on social media. Yeah. Because right now, if I was like, Hey, we're going to create a reel, but like, I can't be you on a video. You yeah. have to be you on a video. So you can, at least until AI comes with like up with some cool green screen effect where I can like use your face right? And voice, um, which I'm sure we're not far off of that, not to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> so I think there is just by outsourcing doesn't mean you get to be like, oh, right. I'm just done. You have to also pay attention to what that person is doing, what they're proposing and how you, because the video content, the photos behind the scenes, that is what performs well. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I have worked for tons of clients in various industries. And every single time I do monthly reports, every single time it's the stuff that is not perfect. The candid behind the scenes, the right. photos of them doing stuff, their clients sharing a testimony. It's that content that performs best period. Right. right. Stock images, <clears throat> like yeah. stock video also, like it doesn't work. So we need to stop it. <laughs> And, and even if you're just taking a bunch of B-roll footage of you throughout your day, you might find it snore bore, but your audience might find it interesting. Right. And if anything, your social media manager can take that B-roll and put something earth shattering text on top of it and they're ready to go, but it still shows you doing your thing. You don't even have to talk. So yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> really I think that's a great point because so many people think if they outsource, they just are wiping their hands, but you really need like your social media manager needs to know those stories about yes. you to be able to write that great content. Exactly. So your why, which goes back to your original point of really being there with intention and being clear about who you're speaking to. Exactly. You got it. hundred percent. Do you think that we have missed anything that you feel really needs to be touched upon? I think the the biggest thing just to kind of wrap it all up is social media is just a sliver of your overall overall marketing objectives. 
And I think a lot of coaches, consultants, solopreneurs put all of their eggs in the social media basket. And that is the absolute wrong approach. And that's coming from a social media person. So it is part of your overarching marketing objectives. It is not necessarily a quote unquote sales tool because it is a marketing tool that drives people somewhere else in order for you to close the sale. Right, right. People are not buying a $3,000 package off of a post that they saw on Facebook. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. And I just don't think people, there's two kind of the right brain and the left brain type of people. They're like, well, what's the return on the investment? It's like, well, okay, well, what are our goals? Where are we looking at it? And so that's my biggest thing is when you are interviewing a social media person, if they are promising you 8 million sales or whatever, I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, right. you might but be set 90, up for 90 failure. clients in 90 days. That yeah. Time. You will, you will most likely be set up for failure. Yeah. And yeah. then you will then distrust all the other social media and marketers out there that exist. Cause that is something I combat every single day. Yeah. No, I agree. And I love that you brought that up because I I get emails daily, like, especially for copywriters, like, are you ready to take in another 90 clients? And it's like, you're telling me you're even just this email, I'm not even going to reply. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's like, it's like red, you know, there was like the trend of red flags that was yeah. going on on social. I was like, red flag if I'm like, anytime a client says, I want 10,000 followers, yeah. I'm like, red flag. Like, because it depends on a lot of variables. Like how often are you willing to show up? What's your budget? Like, cause we can pay to get those followers, but you're not going to like any of them because none of them are going to be engaged. Right. And that's where you can tell when you look at other people, you're like, oh, I want to be them. They have, you know, 12,000 followers. Look at their engagement rate. Look at if any of those people are liking their content or leaving comments on any of their content. And if the answer is no, that means they probably bought most of those followers. So you don't want to be them anyway. So anyway. Yeah. We (laughs) want to have engaged clients, potential clients and clients who are engaging with your content. Yeah. Because you can have 2,000 followers and have 2 million in sales and revenue. You can also have, you know, a hundred thousand followers and a hundred dollars in revenue. Very true. We just don't see that part. We that's saw the, the we see highlight reel. Love to say. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Here's my award, and now I'm I'm closing my business tomorrow because I can't afford to stay afloat anymore." Oh, that's I know. I've cool. I've seen those people. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell everyone where to find you? Yes. Um, you can go to O Snap Social dot com forward slash resources oh snap social.com forward slash resources uh you can hang out with me on instagram oh snap social carlin k-a-r-l-y-n and linkedin carlin ankrum over there you can find me it's like a hot pink sweater you can't miss me (laughs) (laughs) awesome well guys make sure you get your social media in check, make sure that you bring the fun back into it. I think that it can feel overwhelming and that's why some people hate social media. But when you start to make it your friend, it's not gonna feel that overwhelming. And if you are overwhelmed, reach out and get help from somebody like this lady to help you so that you don't feel dread when it comes to your social media. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be with you. Stay tuned for next week's episode and thank you so much, Carlin. Thank you. All right, guys. See you later. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks 
so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.